This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock. Hey, I'm David Schifrin. I stay out of the way this week as our CEO, David Gerard, and one of our partners and M&A lead, Isaac Squires, confer on the flood of news this week, mostly critical, about hospitals and consolidation. That includes the frontline documentary called The Healthcare Divide, as well as the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing digging into consolidation and antitrust issues. Then, right after we recorded this conversation, the New York Times ran an article digging into the massive bills that many COVID patients face. It focuses on insurance companies rather than hospitals, but it's not a big leap to see where the story could go. This conversation is a companion to commentary we provide in our weekly Quick Think email, which is only available to subscribers. It's a good conversation for sure, but you'll get even more out of it with that Quick Think email. So go to gerardinc.com slash pod, as in podcast, to sign up. That's J-A-R-R-A-R-D-I-N-C dot com slash pod. We did have a conversation this morning about the frontline piece and about the Senate hearing yesterday and some other elements that are sort of bringing new scrutiny yet at the same time feel like old hat i mean there are arguments and approaches and voices that are the same arguments and approaches and voices that i mean you and i heard this will date us a little bit but like 20 years ago or 25 years ago you know the aha says this and the union says that and it feels like this same old argument right and and at the same time it it's feels like weren't we just talking about COVID? And all of a sudden, the page has turned. The focus of the media, policymakers, and arguably the public, depending, I suppose, potentially on what part of the country you're in, you know, we're, we're, we're out of the COVID times, perhaps. The spotlight is back on providers, how they act, what their futures are, and it's a hot spotlight. Yeah, we had such a halo for a year. Given all that we were doing, all of our nurses and doctors were doing, it was it was a special place. But you're right, it, it absolutely feels over. People are turning to a different conversation. Yeah, and, and I think maybe part of what is really telling is the focus is not on the people who are providing the care, right? The focus is back on the institution and the big organization and, you know, all of the sort of things that really are not where the focus, we want the focus to be, which is on the care that we provide to the patients, the value that we provide to communities. It's it's become less meaningful and, you know, it, Big bad hospital is potentially sort of the we're back to that, which yeah. is the you know okay. the December so, January before COVID. That's where we were. So here's here's my rhetorical question, but please lean into to the rhetoric. Why aren't we as an industry like better at this? At better at addressing the, these questions when they're raised and telling this story? I I feel like when I when I see the arguments that are made by the institutional players and the trade associations. It's soft, broad, hard to define, weak in its response, particularly given the power and the reach and the respect and the influence that we're supposed to have. You know, those organizations who are doing it well are getting beyond the metrics and having different kinds of voices to tell the stories of where care is going 
what the value of a partnership is, and they're making it real. They're talking about things that you know people can really understand. I am, I was able to rece- receive this kind of care because it came to my community as a result of this partnership, and it saved my life. And or looking forward, I, I don't want to have to drive you know two hours to get the kind of care that I I want. I would rather stay in in my community, and that's why I support this potential partnership because it's going to make not just my life better, it's also really good for this community. Those are the kinds of people who are having success and fending off challenges from regulators and unions and other people who have a tendency to sort of attack healthcare providers as organizations, as opposed to really who they are, which is all about taking care of people. I, I agree completely. And my my loving frustration with our industry is that we have such a powerful story to tell as organizations and as caregivers. And as this conversation comes around again, as it cycles through and people think about doing healthcare a new way, that we that we take full advantage of that opportunity to tell that story. And 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 not just at the at the national level, which is where it happens in some places, but where it truly happens and bubbles up, which is what we think of as the grassroots, on the ground, in the markets, where the where the caregivers actually touch patients, and in those organizations where patients enter the doors. There's there's so much there, and I would I would hate for us to miss the opportunity using something that we we now as an industry have. It's like, do you think, it, you're right, because I actually know systems, you do too, where hospitals are open and exist now because of a merger or a partnership that would not have existed and doors would have been closed and ERs would have been closed. Just, I don't see that, I don't see that captured. And I, I don't know if we're trying to be polite about the organization that we partnered with. We would never want to make them think they weren't going to be successful, but Gosh, I think we have to tell those stories in in a pretty unshirted fashion now, or people won't get it. Right. I mean, I, I and I think a key component to it is bringing our people into the equation and having our people tell the stories. Yeah. They are living the stories day in and day out. I mean, if you watch the frontline piece, right, you've got the two folks sitting outside up in up in Rhode Island who are talking about, you know, bed sheets not being changed for uh, a number of time. Like the reason that those stories resonate are not just because of the stories themselves, but because of the people who are telling them. And, you know, we talk about the messenger being a message yep. and we, we need to lean into having our people tell our story better. And I think that it takes a shift in mindset uh, or the mindset of organizations goes to those kinds of storytelling situations when our first reaction to the story that we want to tell ought to be who can tell our story the best. And, and then we tap into them to help tell our story as opposed to immediately trying to go to a metric or a number or something like that. Because I'm not sure that in, in all cases that the metrics are really there yet. And so, right. so we can go t- and should go first to the people um, who are providing the care to tell our story, not an organizational person who is 
oftentimes, unfortunately, sort of removed from the bedside of care. And it's, uh, it's a really good point. And, I, and what I'll add to it is it, it's, it would be great if we actually told that story in our communities before someone else told the counter that we were, we were first. And it was just a natural part of the why of who we are and why we do what we do versus, you know, Blue Cross has come after us in a, on a payer issues or labor has come after us or regulators have come after us. And so let us justify ourselves as opposed to having that platform something that we we're just naturally building and i think we're at a special time maybe a time like we've never seen before I mean, we talk about you know sort of what's old is new again right we're, we feel like we may be back where we were 20 years ago or even you know yeah. 15 months ago but we really are in a different place our communities and the media and policymakers understand caregivers and their value like they never really have before because of the attention that's been put properly so on the heroic work that people have done in COVID. And we used appropriately so our caregivers as messengers during COVID. And we need to keep that going. We need to learn from the lessons uh, of COVID that we can tell a compelling story and build trust if we tap into our caregivers as storytellers and true. as advocates for our organization. Let's not go back to the old days of the talking head and platitudes and data and grass. Let's stick with what got us through COVID by having our people tell our story. Well, I, I can't, I, that, that's perfect. I can't overcome that. That's, that. I wouldn't want to, that's fabulous. <laughs>